This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Casper is made in America. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Right now, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Clark. That's casper.com promo code Clark. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash Clark. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Folks, we are 90 days out from the November election. The existence of our, our republic, at least, at least the way we know it, hangs in the balance. Welcome to the program. It's good to be back. Short hiatus. I was at the Republican National Convention. Quite an experience. I got to speak. Many of you listening may have heard me speak. If not, you can go on YouTube and find it somewhere. I'm not going to sit up here and uh, replay it as if I'm patting myself in the back. I got great uh, comments about it, though. Um People said it inspired them and delivered in a passionate way, as I am known to do from time to time. But this is really about getting Donald J. Trump elected the next president of the United States. If Hillary, Mrs. Bill Clinton, becomes a commander-in-chief, we are finished as a nation. I want to make some comments on the Democrat National Convention in Philadelphia. I thought it was a pathetic display. It's really, if you think about a conglomeration of misfits, some of the people that that spoke, Bernie Sanders, who probably would have won that thing if not for the cheating done by Debbie Wasserman Schultz and her cabal to rig that system for Mrs. Bill Clinton thought it was shameful but you know the Democrats they, they, they know no shame they have no conscience they have no soul they don't care about that stuff they don't care how it looked and then this lousy excuse they try to blame it on the Russians the Russians did it I mean <laughs> come on and somehow they gave that information to Donald Trump I mean what are they smoking to think that we or the American people are that stupid to believe that? They conspired to deny not just Bernie Sanders, but especially Bernie Sanders, but anybody, O'Malley, Chafee, they conspired to deny them a legitimate chance at winning that nomination. That's the character of Mrs. Bill Clinton. Corrupt. A confirmed liar. And the Democrats have no qualms. None. About putting her in the White House. None. How did we fall this far and this fast as a nation in terms of integrity where character matters? 
ethics, morals. The Democrats and the Democrat Party don't care about those things anymore. They only care about political power. That's it. And they will do anything, anything to reach it. Some other observations I have about the Democrat National Convention. Folks, I am sick and tired of these liberals, these white liberals, white Democrats, and yes, black apologists for lowering the bar on standards of behavior for black people. They had a night, a night dedicated to criminality. They're trying to mainstream criminal behavior. You know this crap, Cory Booker, the criminal justice system is racist. It has different standards for different people. No, it doesn't. It has different standards for criminals versus law-abiding. I will give you that. That some of the lifestyle choices that our young people are engaging in that bring attention from the police and then they want to sit up here and, and talk about it's racist and discriminatory. I've asked this question before, I'll ask it again. Where are the dads? You know, they're going to have the moms speak, or they did. The moms speak. Moms for movement or something, some goofy thing. You know, they're great at sloganeering. And I looked, I read the names. And if they didn't put the criminal, their criminal son next to the name, you wouldn't know who was attached to who. They all have different last names than their sons have. What does that suggest to you? And not just the liberal media, but, but the conservative media will not go anywhere near this. If they saw it coming, they'd run in the other direction. I don't run from stuff. This is cultural dysfunction. Mike Brown is not a martyr. He's a criminal. Eric Garner is not a victim. He's a criminal. Freddie Gray is not a martyr. He's a criminal. And I could go on and on and on. And then they throw in Trayvon Martin. As an example in this whole fallacy, this fairy tale of police misconduct or they call it state sanctioned murder first of all Trayvon Martin was not killed by a law enforcement officer they also threw in there Sandra Bland let me refresh your memory Sandra Bland hung herself in a jail cell the police didn't murder her, but you see how they take all these and they just throw it all together as if it's some sort of, 
smorgasbord to paint this false narrative. But I'll ask again, where are the dads? When a young black boy grows up without an effective engaged father to shape their behavior, they develop into an unmanageable misfit that the police are then left to deal with in an aggressive fashion. These criminals are not symbols of the new civil rights struggle as, as Barack Obama tried to claim. I mean, these people have replaced Rosa Parks, Emmett Till, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is insulting. It is downright insulting. These people ought to be condemned and shunned. These are examples of the black cultural dysfunction that exists in American ghetto. And somebody besides me has to talk about this. Because guess what? A lot of black people, they get it too. They say the same thing, not only silently, they say it to me. When we come back, we're going to get into some more aspects of this cultural dysfunction. Makes me sick. The Blaze Radio Network, on demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Find more on demand at theblaze.com slash radio. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Sheriff. Welcome back. Some other observations from the Democrat National Convention. A conglomeration of social misfits. Here they had to have their chairwoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I put out a tweet this week. If Satan had a wife, it would be Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So she has to step down, and then they, they, they try to get Donna Brazil. She chaired Al Gore's losing campaign. And then they found out she was part of that conspiracy, too, from the, uh, the stuff from uh, WikiLeaks. Or WikiLeaks, I should say. So then they had to go to they had to go deep into their thin bench and they pull out who? Mayor Stephanie Rawlings Blake. Are you kidding me? 
this disgraced mayor of Baltimore who watched her city burn as she ordered the cops to stand down and she gave room for the rioters to burn that great city down. So Rawlings Blake throws down the gavel to open the conference. I mean, who was after that? State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby? You see what I mean when I say the Democrats, they have no freaking conscience. They don't have anybody that doesn't have any baggage to put up there. So let's compare and contrast some of the RNC uh, convention versus the uh, the Democrats. The GOP chooses parents of soldiers who've died in action, cops who've been killed in the line of duty, a sheriff, me, as a spokesperson for law enforcement, and they had some law-abiding citizens you know, uh, featured. Not, you know, obviously they weren't there. The they, they parents of law-abiding citizens killed by criminals. That's who they had on their speakers list among all the, you know, the politicians and whatnot. Look who the Democrats have. The moms of criminal sons. Now, I'm not blaming the moms for this. Look, we all know, I, you know, I, I've said this. You know, moms are going to do what moms do. Moms love their children no matter what. I like that about moms. But I'm not going to let anybody dismiss that fact that their sons were engaged in criminal behavior. They were co-actors in their own death. Again, you will not hear anybody, liberal mainstream or conservative media, you'll hear very few, mention that. It's true. If we're ever going to free black people from the shackles of the Democrat Party and the plantation of liberal politics, we must tell them the truth. We need more effective parenting in the black community. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's 100%. I said more effective We need more intact families, more engaged fathers. Not from prison. I mean, that's one of these programs that's out there, ladies and gentlemen, where we have guys sitting in prison and they're trying to reconnect them with their children. This is insane. That would be like taking a drug dealer and reconnecting him with his former customers who are trying to rehab and kick the drug habit. That's how stupid that is. I find it insulting. I find it racist that Mrs. Bill Clinton and the Democrats think so little of black people that she and they think that blacks are incapable of adapting to cultural norms. 
as if we lack the intelligence to mainstream, to live by society's rules. You know, it's the law and a respect for these institutions, like family, like church, but it's respect for these institutions that will bring the black community out of this horrific cycle of dependency and manipulation. And yes, they are being manipulated, mind manipulation, by the Democrats. Why? I have said you have to loathe somebody to keep them shackled to living life at the bottom. Because that's where too many black people are right now. And a lot of it is their own doing. Lifestyle choices. Like not having too many kids out of wedlock. It's going to happen. We know that. Sometimes marriages don't work out. We know that. Let, let, me, let me do this. You all know I'm supporting Donald J. Trump. Look what he's done with his family. And he has, you know, kids from some of his other marriages. But he stayed engaged and he stayed involved. And he raised them. And they seem to get along, even even though they're from, you know, extended families. That didn't happen by accident. If we had black fathers that did that, you know what? They'd have families like the Trump children. Okay, you got a couple kids from different marriages, so what? But for heaven's sakes, raise those damn kids you had them. That's what Trump did. He ought to be held up as a symbol of a father who accepts his responsibility for having kids. And instead he's scorned and ridiculed. This is amazing. And that's just politics. Donald Trump's a good father. We saw it on display during the Republican National Convention. And like people were saying, you can't fake family. So, the Democrats, on the other hand, while, they, while, while, while Trump grabs onto this law and order, I thought it was a brilliant, a brilliant campaign theme, law and order in this time of rising crime and violence in the United States. By the way, murder is up in 29 of the largest cities in America. The overwhelming majority of those murder victims and other victims of violent crime are black as are the perpetrators. And of course that won't come up. That didn't come up either at the Democrat national convention. It won't come up and it never comes up in the mainstream media. Never. They ignore it. So he grabs onto this law and order. He grabs onto the Homeland security theme. 
And what do the Democrats do? What's the theme of their convention? It's hug a thug. This is, this is, it's, it's beyond incredible. You're listening to David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. Available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars. You're listening to David Clark, the People's Sheriff. So I mentioned that homicides rose in 29 of the largest cities in the first half of 2016. And one of the things that I caution against is is using too many statistics because you lose people. It, it's Their eyes start to glaze over. And it doesn't tell the, the whole picture anyway. All right. I mean, overall, it says homicides jumped 15% in the 51 large cities that submitted crime data compared to this time period a year ago. It goes on to say Donald Trump seized on the murder rise in his speech last week's in last week's Republican National Convention, saying that, quote, decades of progress made in bringing down crime are now being reversed by this administration's rollback of criminal enforcement, end quote. Precisely. This nonsense about criminal justice reform, sentencing reform, that surprisingly a few Republicans have gotten into bed with Democrats about on the Hill. And then it's, this story goes on to say, you know, my, my hometown, Milwaukee, it says, but Milwaukee's killings dropped 26%. First of all, let's talk numbers. And I don't mean percentages, which are numbers. Let's talk raw numbers. If you had 100 homicides in the first six months of 2016, of 2015, and you have 75 in 2016, that's about a 25% reduction, right? When you say 25%, that sounds significant. You know what it tells me? 75 people were murdered in 2016. Don't tell me about the decrease, damn it. Go tell the families. Of the 75 people killed in Milwaukee in 2016, that homicide is down 25 or 26%. It is meaningless. I think it is insensitive. And I think it is cruel to turn these tragedies into some percentage of that you can run around and claim victory over. Included in the number of homicides in 2016 in Milwaukee is nine-year-old Zalea Jenkins. Zalea was sitting inside her home in the Milwaukee ghetto watching television, seemingly safe 
from the cruel, violent streets right outside her home. A gunfight broke out. Forty shots were fired. Only one bullet struck somebody, and it was Zelaya inside her home as that bullet ripped through the exterior wall into the home and struck her in the head. She held on for a little while, clinging to life, and then finally succumbed. That murder remains unsolved. Remember me talking about cultural dysfunction? The cultural dysfunction in the Milwaukee ghetto is so prevalent that we don't have one person who finds it deep down in their soul to go, you know what, this is a bridge too far. A nine-year-old girl was killed. I'm going to have to tell the police what I know or what I saw. The police are getting very little cooperation. And, you know, this goes on, and I hear this from cops all over the country. This isn't just Milwaukee. They can't get any cooperation from this black dysfunctional culture, the black underclass. So we had a law firm, Mike Hupe. He put up, I don't know, $50,000 reward for information leading to the capture of, of, of whoever was involved in this. So at least we can get it started. There were several actors out. There was a gunfight. And then someone else put up ten grand, and someone else put up five. There's about $65,000 in reward money. Nothing. Cultural dysfunction. So be careful, you know, in, 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 in using these or, or listening to these statistics. I always say peel the layers back about what's going on here. Because there's an emotional side to this. The death and destruction. Those people don't want to hear about how homicides are down. So that leads me into this aspect of criminal justice reform. And the Washington Post says it was good that the Democrat National Convention put criminal justice front and center on their platform. Hell, they caused this stuff. This is from Breitbart, Katie McHugh. The six worst aspects of the GOP's prison break legislation. And that's the thing I find most fascinating about this is that a, a number of Republicans are involved in this. I got a chance to share a few words with Senator Tom Cotton when I was in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, backstage. He was speaking the same night I did. And, and I thanked him for pushing back against this crazy idea of seeding the high ground on law and order. The Republicans have always owned the law and order theme. They're looking to give it away. So anyway, it says a bipartisan elite is trying to revive the stall sentencing reform legislation to release many more convicts back into America's America's neighborhoods amid an existing crime wave. The unpopular legislation is being pushed in a GOP's 2016 platform by President Obama, by business groups trying to curb white-collar prosecutions, and by House Speaker Paul Ryan, who said this month that's something we're working on for September. 
Co-sponsors such as Utah Republican Senator Mike Lee have pitched the bill as compassionate and common sense reform. That's all this is about for Republicans. Please, Democrats, if we give you this, this is, uh, Obama really wants this as part of his legacy as he leaves the White House. Please, if we feign some sensitivity to this, will you like us? That's all this is. Compassionate Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee, what about compassion for the victims, damn it? What about compassion for Delia Jenkins and her family, Senator Lee? How about compassion for nine-year-old Tyshawn Lee of Chicago? Nine years old. His dad was a gang member. A rival gang lured Tyshawn into an alley and killed him. Revenge killing. As a symbol to his dad. You know, here we'll kill your son. Cultural dysfunction. Killing a nine-year-old intentionally. Compassion? Mike Lee, don't lecture me about compassion. Story goes on to say, but a critical look at many of the bill's aspects reveals that it's very uncompassionate to crime victims. Bingo! To Americans stricken by drug addiction and to American communities that are being overrun with illegal aliens. Remember who the RNC highlighted? Victims? Moms of victims versus the Democrats and Moms of criminal thugs. We'll get into some more of this when we come back. David Clark. The People's Sheriff. On the Blaze Radio Network. Casper is made in America. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Right now, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Clark. That's casper.com promo code Clark. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash Clark. The Blaze Radio Network On Demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. So we'll continue with this article from Breitbart, Katie McHugh, the six worst aspects of the GOP's prison break legislation. That's exactly what this is. So let's get into this. Number one, the bill will release thousands of dangerous felons back onto the streets as crime, particularly murder, is rising in major U.S. cities. Obama and his allies in the mainstream media have relentlessly demonized and stigmatized cops since 2014, putting a glaring spotlight on, on police shootings of black men during dramatic, stressful confrontations. The anti-cop campaign has ended a two-decade decline in crime and what experts have deemed the Ferguson effect after the 2014 riots in Ferguson, Missouri. R- arrests in troubled communities have declined as the FBI admits violent crime is on the rise. Quote, all of the offenses in the violent crime category, murder and non-negligent manslaughter, rape, 
aggravated assault and robbery showed increases when data from the first six months of 2015 were compared with data from the first six months of 2014. Amidst this violence and chaos, Republicans want to take thousands of prisoners who were arrested, charged, tried, and convicted by a judge or jury and free them before they complete their sentences. The Senate bill would drastically reduce mandatory minimum sentence for all drug traffickers, even those who were armed and traffic in dangerous drugs like heroin and provide for the early release of dangerous drug felons currently incarcerated in federal prison. The bill doesn't touch simple possession because there's virtually no simple possession cases in federal court, prominent critic Alabama Republican Senator Jeff Sessions warned in May. Have we thought this through, he asks? Number two, Republicans are buying into the left's narrative that the criminal justice system and law enforcement is racist. Le- leftist billionaire George Soros is funding the Ferguson riots to the tune of $33 million. Black Lives Matter is agitating in public against law enforcement, yet some Republicans are validating the lawlessness. The number of cops killed on duty by gunfire has dramatically increased in 2016 as Obama stokes racial fires by lecturing law enforcement on its racisms, even during the memorial for five murdered black uh, murdered by five murdered officers by a black man who was looking for revenge for police racism. Helping Obama pass his legacy legislation is yet another example of Republicans cowering when the left plays the racism card, which has had bloody results. Number three, voters fear rising crime. Republicans are doing the opposite of what voters want. Voters want safer communities as they see crime rates rising. The Opinion Research Corporation found that 58% of voters think politicians aren't doing enough to keep drug traffickers off the streets, but only 30% thought we lock up drug traffickers for too long. A two-to-one margin. Remarkably, female respondents expressed much more support for strong enforcement than men, with 62% of women, mothers, daughters, wives, saying not enough is being done to keep traffickers far from their families, indicating a law and order agenda is an issue that we can win over significant Numbers of women voters. What the hell's wrong with these Republicans on the Hill? Back to the story. Middle and lower class America's crime worries have dramatically increased since Obama launched his stigmatized and federalized cops campaign. 68% of non-white residents in a Gallup poll said they worry a great deal about crime, along with 53% of political independents. Cutting sentences for federal inmates is a bipartisan priority only in the Beltway. Back in middle America, cracking down on crime unites diverse constituencies. You see what I mean? What the hell is wrong with Republicans on Capitol Hill? Four, America's, Americans are being killed by a heroin epidemic fueled by Mexican drug cartels and their illegal alien. Drug overdoses claim the lives of 47,000 55 Americans in 2014, and nearly half a million have died from mostly heroin or opiate overdoses this past decade. Heroin use increased a staggering 79% from 2007 to 2012. While Colombia has historically been the biggest source of heroin sold in the U.S., Mexican output has since surpassed it. El Chapo, it's a drug uh, leader, 
drug lord. His cartel controls half of all heroin trafficked into the United States, freeing drug traffickers who profit from poisoning communities only result in more deaths and shattered American families. Number five, this is the five errors in this criminal justice reform that I'm reading from. Nearly a quarter of all inmates in federal prisons are non-citizens. According to the Federal Bureau of Prisons, most of which are Mexicans, deportable alien drug traffickers would be permitted to roam American streets without worrying about deportation. There is no requirement in the legislation that Immigration and Customs Enforcement take custody of a criminal alien who is released and remove them from the United States even when their conviction by current law should result in the immediate removal under current law. Numbers USA objected, calling the reform efforts a Trojan horse amnesty. It's a term I've used. You've heard me on this program use that. Why are the same Republicans who denounce Obama's illegal unilateral amnesty for millions of illegal aliens in the U.S. rushing to help Obama reward even more? Number six. The Obama administration is already set to release tens of thousands of federal prisons without Congress's help. Revised sentencing guidelines have already allowed the Obama administration to free 30,000 prisoners already, and according to Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton, the administration wants to release an additional 40,000. Some of those have gone on to commit heinous crimes, Cotton said on Sirius XM's Breitbart News. That's without any legislation. That's just going to be inevitable, given recidivism rates in our society, and ultimately... We're now down to less than 200,000 prisoners in the federal system. It's only 12% of people incarcerated in the United States. The other 88% are in state prisons. Back to the story. The elite Republicans' rollback agenda clashes with GOP nominee Donald Trump's message of law and order and leads up for re-election in 2016. That's what this is about for him. He's trying to flaunt his racial sensitivity so he can get re-elected at the expense of good law-abiding black people. Paul Ryan faces a primary in August. I don't think Paul Ryan is uh, even has a threat from this guy he's running against. It remains to be seen if Lee and other Republicans will continue to push Obama's legacy legislation under a President Trump in defiance of voters or help a President Clinton finish emptying out the federal prisons. Again, that's Katie McHugh Breitbart. Remember I talked about in this program the three lies of criminal justice reform. Lie number one, that it will only involve low-level, nonviolent offenders. You heard me just read what I just read. Lie number two, that it'll reduce crime. Then why is murder going up? in 15% of the 51 largest cities in America. Don't forget, when you talk about the largest cities, you're talking about cities with ghettos. Good law-abiding people. In line number three, it will reduce costs. No, it will shift the costs from the federal government because of recidivism. When these guys re-offend, when they go back home, guess where they're going to be? in the state criminal justice system held in state prisons and held in county jails. The locals will now assume the cost. 
That's all we have time for today. You can follow me during the week on Twitter at Sheriff Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E, and at thepeoplesheriff.com. Have a blessed week. David Clark, The People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network.